Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And my very special guest this week is Peggy Chang from Activity Hero. Welcome, Peggy. Thanks, Scott. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks. So we've been working, Cruise Consulting has been working with uh, Activity Hero and Peggy for many years. We've seen the company grow. It's been really exciting. This is always one of those ideas that I was like, oh my gosh, I totally relate. This needs to happen can you explain Activity Hero, Peggy? Sure. Well, what, what Activity Hero is, we're a place for parents to find camps and classes for their kids. Um, the way it came about is I have, a, I have two kids, and it was just a recurring problem of finding camps for them, um, finding like new, new, new activities. My daughter would say she wants to do gymnastics, and I'd be at a loss for what places to go. And, you know, and then you're crazy busy working, right? So, so sometimes you just don't see the parents you know, in the play playground or you know you'd have to you know email people and wait for, for an answer so I just felt like there really ought to be a better solution and it was one of those areas where um, as I poked around right looking at other websites it was just really underwhelming what what else was available there online um, I just found that that the the state of the art was a directory listing of summer camps and just basic description no details um, and maybe a link to their website or their phone number. I akin that to um, like having Expedia. Like, what if Expedia had a list of airlines, but they didn't have any flight <laughs> totally. info, right? How yeah. useful would that be? And you be? couldn't book it. You didn't exactly. even. You couldn't give them money. It just yeah. said there's American, there's United, right? That's it. So that was how the environment was, um, you know, a few years back when when we started this. So, you know, my background is in product management. Um, had worked for lots of internet sites and and just thought this is pretty simple technology right we just need a search engine we need of course the content is difficult to get but i just really felt like this is solvable and and you know just thought i want to do this um instead of you know watching someone else do it um, i thought it was a great idea and um, i was lucky to to meet my co-founder shilpa damia and the two of us set out together to to build this this website that's awesome and how much like i i love what you threw in there at the end like you didn't want to see someone else build this like how much of a motivator was that it's like because you hear that from founders sometimes who maybe they're on their second company and they're like oh, i wish there was this other idea i was thinking about but you i i give you credit for seeing the opportunity and actually acting on it like was that a big motivator for you? Yeah, it kind of was. Um, you know, it's an interesting thing because, you know, even though I went to Stanford Business School and, you know, saw some other classmates go to startups and things like that, and, and I've been part of startups as well myself, but while you're doing that, you don't necessarily envision, like, I wasn't the type of person, I guess, that says, I'm going to sit down and think of an idea, right? It was more that mm -hmm. every time I experienced this, this actual problem of finding programs for my kids, then I keep thinking, oh, someone ought to do this, right? Or maybe I should do this, right? And so when the opportunity presented itself, and, and I'm not necessarily a risk-seeking person, so I, I just viewed it as, you know what, I think I'm going to regret not doing it more than if I just went for it. And if it doesn't do, you know, turn out the way it was, you know, then, then you learn something there. I felt like in this case, I would have regretted, you know, letting, um, letting someone else just go ahead and do it, right? And, and not being part of it. So, you know, it was just one of those things that it struck me, it struck a nerve, it, you know, I really felt like it was a problem that, that should be solved. I had some great ideas, you know, about how to solve it and just the energy to, to go do it. So that's, that's kind of how I, I fell into it. Yeah. I love, I love how you made the point of like, you weren't necessarily a risk seeking person. Cause 
I think a lot of us, I've been guilty of this in my career where sometimes I've thought like, well, I, maybe I'm not the person who starts a company or maybe I'm not the, the founder on the cover of a magazine. But I think what, you know, people don't realize is we all kind of start this way. Like you, you didn't start that way either, but you just found something so compelling to you that you had to do it. And eventually as activity heroes grown a lot over the years, and as you guys keep accelerating, you're, you're going to be on the cover of a magazine or cover of a website or whatever it is. And people are going to look at you and be like, Oh wow. And it's cool that all of us can draw inspiration from, from your approach of like, Hey, I wasn't setting out, I wasn't Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. I just felt this need needed to be, need to be solved. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I, you know, when people ask me, you know, about just kind of what's it like starting a company that that's the story I tell them because it's not like it was um, classic textbook and I, you know, I analyzed, you know, five different industries and picked the best one, right? It's, I think we all like <laughs> yeah. approach it in a different way. And, and in my case, um, through experience, right, I, I was working and gathering experience as a product manager for different size companies. And what's really interesting is like, kind of, they all kind of culminate in, into Activity Hero. Like, um, I worked at uh, Intuit on QuickBooks, right? So a lot of the the reports and things that we offer on Activity Hero for small businesses to manage their their camps and their classes, I draw on that experience, right? Um, a lot of things need to be customized, and I had worked on some websites that that uh, were like SaaS solutions that were highly customizable. So um, these different experiences, you know, I didn't know it at the time, of course. They ended up, um, you know, kind of drawing and, and putting them all together in this in this one experience, you know, called Activity Hero. That's really inspirational. Well, one of the things I like about Activity Hero is that it doesn't really matter where you are in the U.S. Like, there's if you are searching for activities for your kids, there's going to be info. Like, can you talk about that's? I think that's actually a really smart strategy. Like, talk about how you guys approached that and how you executed on that. Yeah, yeah. Of of course, when we first started, you know, we we concentrated on a smaller area. So in this case, it was our backyard. You know, the San Francisco Bay Area. So we first started by by putting you know pull, pulling together content and information about camps and programs, and um, and of course we went just a lot deeper, right? We went to and added the schedules, the the prices, extended care options, you know, all the full details that that are akin to a flight schedule, right? That that we felt like was was missing. So so we pulled that together for um, for the Bay Area first. And, and then we saw, you know, kind of stop and watch and saw the organic traffic coming in. So that's when we started to kind of seed um, other parts of the country with some basic information. Again, we don't have the full details for, for every place, but when we, when we put out the information on basic, you know, basic camps and programs, we're kind of watching for that organic traffic to see, you know, what, what areas of the country are interested in this, you know, our site. Right. Where do we get the most visits? And, and that becomes our our list for where we're going to expand to next. That's awesome. What what are some of the things like have there been any kind of interesting or surprising uh, pieces of feedback in that? Like did all of a sudden, you know, somewhere like Tulane pop up on your radar? That was just like a humongous place that you needed to build this or, or somewhere in Florida. Or was there any surprises you saw in that data? Yeah, um, what surprised us is that, you know, parts of the the southern half of the U.S. I felt like um, are just organically a bit stronger for us. Areas like Atlanta, you know, Dallas, Houston, Phoenix. So so some of the cities in the southern band um, just popped up as as really strong organically. Um, Of course, the the big metros, you know, Chicago, Boston, New York, etc., those are also big, but... 
what kind of you know outpaced them was was some of these other cities that are that that are in the southern half. So 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 that's kind of a surprise. And, and then when we list programs, right? When when uh, you know again on on Activity Hero, um, parents not only just see the information, but they can actually book these camps and classes. So when um, like like today, you know, we see registrations coming in from Washington State, right? Um, well, we're not really Washington State's not really in our in our target, you know, core areas yet. But the fact that organically, you know, people find us and, and they found something that they wanted to book, um, you know, it means a lot. You know, it's 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 great to see that um, that we've kind of helped make that match, you know, somewhere in the in the U.S. Yeah. Well, that is really surprising that the kind of places outside the Bay Area or maybe New York or Santa Monica would be such big markets for you because, yeah, everyone has the stereotypes of like Silicon Valley or New York being early adopter cities. But I think that's a great sign that like Atlanta and Chicago and some of these other cities are are such big places for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, it just really speaks to that. There's, um, you know, parents across the country to just have the same problem, right? Their their kids are out of school 16 weeks a year, right? So, like, you know, Sick, driving them crazy for 16 yeah, weeks. Yeah. So, um, how many people have 16 <laughs> weeks of, of vacation, right? You. So, so yeah. how do you make you know bridge the gap? So the good thing is that there's lots of local, um, you know, art studios, uh, soccer coaches, you know, all these different different people with different backgrounds who've created programs for kids and and they might be creating them specifically for you know the spring break in the Atlanta school district right so um, so the marketplace you know on our site is a great place for for these providers to list those those activities right because they, they go through the trouble of of creating this curriculum so we want to get you know as many people as possible to know about that and then for parents, it's a relief to find out that there's someone nearby that actually has something for, you know, your spring break, you know, or your, um, your president's day, you know, holiday. So, yeah. so yeah. that's, that's where we feel like, you know, really, you know, proud that, that we can make that connection and, and help out both the parents and the activity provider, right? That's a perfect match. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about like the family or the parents, but there's also the people who are putting on the camps. And I feel like those people must absolutely love you. That's a really um, the, the side that was a big learning for me because, you know, not having been a camp operator myself, you know, that was a world that, you know, really just just dug into, you know, going into this. And you, you discover that they're they're not going into it because, you know, it's the way that they can make the most money. Right. There's they, they really are doing this because they like kids. Right. They're teaching. They're they're choosing to teach kids. And. For that, you know, they're the most patient and and you know, kind of well-respected people in my mind, because they they're they're, t- they're deciding to kind of share their gifts with with these kids, right, with with their local community, and so the fact that we can help them, you know, fill up more spots, um, help them get the word out, you know, most of them are you know want to be teachers and coaches. They don't want to be marketers. They don't want to learn about SEO or mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. about all these different aspects of marketing. <laughs> yeah. um, so so we can take some of that that burden off for them and we kind of share, you know, some of these best practices. We our our website is already just well optimized for them to get the information in and structure it in a way that parents can understand so that they can get bookings. I imagine there's a lot of they can learn a lot using your system too because it's a, it's kind of like one of the reasons we like bill.com or expensify or cookbooks because they have really good workflows and it makes, we can kind of map the companies 
processes to those softwares. And I, I imagine the, the coaches and the camp directors are doing the same thing with activity here. Like they can see your standardized workflow and that simplifies things for them. And it probably helps them think of things they maybe hadn't thought of, or maybe it just reduces some of the complexity for them. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we're giving them good ideas about what, um, what information parents really would like to know before they, mm-hmm. before they, you know, put their credit card online, you know, and, and make the purchase. Um, you know, we like to have photos. We like to have a full description of what's offered. Um, information about the the teaching credentials or the experience of your of your instructors. Um, what's your refund policy or or your cancellation policy, right? So we you know we structure this as as you say you know into these different kind of bite sized chunks so that they can fill out the questions, and along the way we're building a really good profile for them as a business as an organization that parents can read and they can understand what this is all about and make a purchase without you know actually having to email or have a conversation with them. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Have you helped them with some of like their pricing and things like that too? Because I would also imagine you guys have some really cool pricing insights across the country. You know, maybe, maybe the, as you said, the coach who's doing this in their summer vacation, who really just likes being around kids and doing it to kind of help kids out, didn't realize they could charge two times as much or, or maybe it's even reduced the price a little bit, but fill up the entire kind of capacity have you have you given them some advice or given them guidance on that as well yeah yeah we do do that um basically everyone starts out with their price and what we'll notice is especially if if something's not selling as fast as we like um Mm -hmm. then that's when we'll take a deep dive and really try to analyze so we have a lot of averages that we've collected on our on our site like what's the average price for a full day camp right which is six hours or more a day What's the average for a three-hour camp, right? So we have these different different numbers that we can compare them against. And it's not to say that they can't be higher priced or lower priced. It's just that especially if you're higher priced, that's when I recommend you really need to explain it, right? Are you higher yeah. priced because you know, you, you're a programming camp and every kid has, you know, not only a computer, but there's also a 3D printer, right? Um, you need to just kind of explain that, you know, what, what are drivers that, that drive your cost up so that parents can understand the value they're, that they're getting. So, yeah. so that's my advice, right? I don't tell someone, um, Hey, you got to reduce your price, but I just share like some of the averages, some of the average discounts that we see at this time of year, you know, in February, you know, we figured out that the average discount is 13%, right? So we have those kinds of, you know, data points to, to share with them and, and they don't have to give a discount, right? But they just need to know what their neighbors and, and the the other camps are offering so that they can yeah. you know, have some set their expectations accordingly. Well, communicating their value, it seems like is what you're saying, but that's, that's really powerful because you're effectively making them better business people, even and making it, doing it in a low maintenance way where they're not having to, you know, do a ton of work. They can just rely on activity hero. Yeah, um, that's right. Because at the end, like we, like, I like digging into these numbers and, and sharing, sharing these types of insights with them and, you know, hopefully if we can do it for them, you know, that just takes, you know, they, they of course need to compare against their own, you know, their own market, but um, it's just something to consider. It's, it's just like a little bit of benchmarking. So I think that when we can do that for them, when they're, you know, when they're both the, the instructor and the, and the driver and the lunch maker, right. They're doing, they're wearing many hats. So, so we hope to take you know, a little burden off of them. Yeah. And you mentioned something earlier where you're talking about kind of the pictures and presentation. 
is there like that? There's a classic Airbnb, Airbnb story where like, you know, when you have professional pictures of your apartment, it actually, you can charge a lot more. Is that, are you seeing kind of the same effect, but for camps? Yeah, it's Activity a good, um, good observation. Um, we have thought about that, you know, if we, we should, you know, go and take pictures for them. And, and we experimented with that a little bit. In the end, we just found that that showing them what is an example of some good photos or how to describe that, right? Um, what's the composition of a good photo, right? It usually involves kids doing the activity that, that you've described, right? And <laughs> yeah. so, so usually we've, we've gotten, you know, a much better, you know, improved photos from, from doing that. But, but yeah, sometimes we think about, you know, could we, you know, go out there and, and take more photos? I think what's, what's tricky, a little trickier in our market is just that, you know, you want those photos of the kids and then you'd have to do the release forms and everything like that. So oh, it's a little, yeah. um, yeah easier if they can just handle that you know get make sure that the the parents of those kids are cool with um, having their photo taken and um, and then we'll just post it and help them with our cropping tool you know make it the right size yeah but those guidelines are probably really helpful this is just kind of a fun question but are there like like has anything surprised you where it's like oh my god like the most popular camps that people do is there like weird or funny stuff like barbecue camp or what are some of the the things that would surprise us um in terms of like interest you know that people have for doing certain kinds of camps yeah well a couple of years ago is when i saw started seeing the minecraft camps you know pop up and, oh, and yeah. so you know, that's almost become mainstream now, you know, where it's just a, there's just a lot of Minecraft now. So so it's like some of the camps follow these trends, right? They follow, um, you know, what are, you know, some building toys that people like, right? Like there's a lot of Lego camps. There's, you know, when Lego robotics came out, right, there's a lot of Lego robotics. And, and some of these follow um, some of the popular, you know, video games as well to teach as a way of teaching programming or, you know, Java coding. So there's some of that, you know, on the tech side, there's some theater camps that might follow the trends, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the latest, you know, Disney movie, right? They'll, I'm sure there's going to be Fro- like frozen the, camp. Exactly. Yeah. There was frozen camp. <laughs> there would be, um, Moana is probably coming out this summer, right? So yeah, there's just yeah. these different, um, themes like that. I've seen some creative ones where it's just, just very interesting combination. Like there was one where I think it's, it's in the city of San Francisco and, and it's called uh, Marin Blasters, I think it's called, and and it's a Nerf camp, a Nerf Nerf gun camp. So oh wow, so it might be I think kind, I'd be interested in that. Yeah, it might be the classic kind of thing where <laughs> mom doesn't want you doing this in the house. So, but she may be willing to like sign you up to go go do it with a group of kids for a week, right? So so sometimes they're they're really neat things that you don't get to do at home. You know, or you know, you've you've never experienced before. So, so summer camps are just a great time to just explore, like those for one week. You know, a, a new topic that you've never never experienced before. Yeah, and by the way, you can see where I didn't eat enough for lunch because I'm talking about barbecue camp. <laughs> Uh, that, that that's the adult version. Uh, my nephew actually did Lego camp, uh, last summer and absolutely loved it. So I know there's all, there's just so much of this stuff out there. It's amazing. You know, I don't want you to give away any kind of secrets or trade secrets, but how did you guys figure out how to kind of let people book? Like that just seems like a really tough problem because there's so many of these camp directors and who knows, how they can kind of accept payment and things like that. Did you, that must've been kind of a scary problem when you first started out. Yeah. It seemed a little intimidating at first because we just, 
you know, thought. There's a lot of, you know, that goes into building a registration service. But again, when we kind of broke it down into the components, um, you know, we just we just started out, you know, in a in a more simple fashion. So some of the some of the challenging things were figuring out um, how to accommodate people's discount structures, right? Because there's some camps that give early bird discounts, sibling discounts, you know, session uh, discount for, for two or more sessions, right? So we just started out small and more basic and said, okay, we're going to only handle, you know, we didn't even handle discounts, I guess, in their very first incarnation. And we just said, okay, we're, we're going to issue, you know, issue <laughs> refunds, right, on the side. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so that's kind of how, you know, our approach has been, right? So, so kind of to be lean and agile, we just build, you know, the kind of the core functions. Um, and, and then any exceptions to that, you know, we might, we might handle in a more low tech way at the beginning, but until we productize it and then, and then, um, you know, roll it out there. So it's, so it's more automated. So that's kind of how our, our system has grown. And, and what's also just been challenging about our system or, or is unique about it is that a parent can register for more than one camp at a time or, or the next time they register, like you, you, you register for Lego camp and then two weeks later you decide you want to add a soccer camp, you don't have to fill out that form again, right? You don't have to fill out your kid's allergy information or their, you know, the emergency contacts or that, you know, there's like 50 fields of information that, that the average camp wants to know about your kid, oh. right? Because because you know you're being dropped off right so what if something happens during that time they they ask for a lot of information um just in case right just in case someone's late to pick them up right they need to have more than one phone number to call so these are things that um by by putting this all together and we built a system so that parents can register you know it's almost like a common app right similar to the college things you know where you just fill it out the form once and you can send it and register for for many camps with it with that same information that is so smart and i never even thought about that but you're right and and the parents would have to fill that stuff out on paper probably like on a clipboard when they show up for the first day of camp versus not only just kind of filling it out faster and more efficiently in activity hero but also being able to use that over and over again, that was, that's really smart. I, is that one of those things where you got into it and then you like how you start seeing all these kind of like economies of scale that you can produce for the camp directors? Yeah, well, as, as a parent, you just had that experience of filling out, you know, form after form. <laughs> and even if it's yeah. not on paper, right, even if it's an online form, you're just still typing in the same information and again and again. Yeah. And that doesn't feel like a good use of time. So, so we definitely, you know, always had this idea that, you know, you could, cause you can tell I'm filling out the same 90% of information, right? Why can't I just, you know, answer the two questions that are unique for this tennis program, right? Or, or for the swimming program. So we, that's how we built it. We just said, you know, approached it like, okay, parents just want to fill it out once. Now the camps want to get all of their information filled out. So let's just do it in a smart way, right? So when we can build these features that ease the friction um, for both parents and for the providers, Right. That's a beautiful thing. Like we, it's so win-win. I love it. What are some of the new things you guys are, or maybe you can't say exactly what you're working on, but what are some of the newer features in activity here and where are you guys going in terms of functionality? Well, so with, with parents, um, it's just, I guess we're, we're always split into working on features for parents, working on features for the activity providers, say, starting with the parents, um, some of the new features are just being smarter about what, what they see, you know, upfront. So, 
so we have some predefined searches for them. You know, they can they can find you know just with one click what are the camps that are on sale, right? If that's if that's an attribute that they're interested in, or or what are the soccer camps? So so we kind of have some different ways of of uh, segmenting or or kind of giving our information just at one click. Other things about like search by the hour, you know, camps consider full day to be nine to three. Well, again, you know, most people, <laughs> most people's <laughs> yeah. jobs don't end at three. So camps have come up with this idea of extended care, right? That, that can take you to five o'clock or maybe six o'clock. And so we have a very precise, you know, time search now where if you need to drop off your kid at eight and you cannot drop, pick them up until six, right? You can put that specific time range and we'll show you only programs that fit that, that criteria. So, so some those are some of the things that you know that have been rolled out for this season for for parents on the provider side. We're making it just easier for them to manage their listing and just more intuitive for, like you know, when they do need to add some um, unique information you know about their program. You know, they want to add photos. They want to add their next schedule. They want to see the way that parents will see the listing on their site. So we've mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. about to roll out you know a, a new release to to the the dashboard we call it you know that's basically the back end that the the camp organizers and class organizers get to see and that's that's how they'll manage their listing that's how they'll um, see the reports of of the registrations that have come in so that's kind of um, one of the things that we're excited to to release out there in the wild i love it i love it you guys are it's it's so cool that when you because this is a big i mean how many people have kids probably like 50 million or 100 million people United States. So this is a problem that it affects so many people. And it's so cool for you guys to to see you just growing up as a company and keep iterating and making it better and better and rolling out into more markets. It's, it's a really exciting story. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's a really, um, very common thing. And, and we've also been approached by people from other countries, right? Like, when are you going to come here? And, you know, so, so that's one where we just know that to focus on, you know, um, the U S for now, but it is a big problem. And, and our estimate is that $30 billion is spent on classes and camps in a a year in the U S but what's interesting, right, is that that when you talk to investors, sometimes uh, they think this is a niche product, right? <laughs> they think that this is just fitting a sl- one slice of the of the audience. But gosh, anyone that has kids between the ages of you know two and eighteen are are experiencing this this thing again and again. And you know, I can tell that say that it's, it's certainly been my experience as a parent that it doesn't go away. You know, you're still looking for for new things for them, right? And you know, and then and then we just see that the that once we've kind of um, feel good about what we've done for the the kids market, right? We can expand to other to to adult you know enrichment classes, right? Do you want to take a pottery class or or something on um, glass blowing? You know, who knows what there what there is. So that's you know potentially our next next area, but. That might be a little. Yeah, even the baby boomers. I mean, oh yeah, uh, you know, a lot of baby boomers are starting to hit retirement, and they, you know, I know from my own parents, they're super active still, taking exactly those kind of classes that you're talking about. So, so it's it is a really huge market. Yeah, awesome. Well, maybe you can tell everyone kind of where to find Activity Hero and and how to reach you if they're interested in partnering or interested in being listed on the platform. Sure, sure. Um, so our website is activityhero.com, all one word. And um, you can go there if you want to list your business or 
just find out you know more you want to you want to search for things um, just go to our website and and if you're a parent in a city that we're not serving well just shoot us an an email we'd love to hear from you and and hear about what other what are the programs that you that you want to find you know our our website activityhero.com so it's just kind of where you can find it all i love it well it's a really cool company it's been such a pleasure to watch you just grow over the years and even in this podcast, I've learned like 10 things I didn't know <laughs> that you guys were doing and also just like little things that make the experience so much better for parents and for the the camp manager. So kudos to you, Peggy Chang. Thank you so much. Please check out Activity Hero. It's a great company and I hope everyone books a bunch of classes on it, especially the summer, which I know is like your huge, huge time of the year. But I, but you guys have stuff going throughout the year, right? It's not just a summer phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. Like, as I said, the kids are out of, out of school, like for spring break and winter break and these different times. And then they're taking classes like, like gymnastics, ballet, music, soccer, you know, like these different classes throughout the year. So it, it really is a year round, a year round thing. Oh, that's great. All right. Well, Peggy, thank you for coming on. And again, you can find Peggy Chang at activityhero.com actually you can you can even leave in the podcast comments the classes you booked and how much fun you had those classes that would be fun to check out thanks everyone take care